Hello, friends. This is Pastor Pierce Eaton, and you're listening to First and Foremost, a podcast where we give you teaching and tools to make Jesus Christ first and foremost in your life. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Extras. This is part of the podcast where I unpack extra tidbits and information from my sermon preparation that I wasn't able to get to on Sunday. Now, this Sunday, we launched into Advent. Advent is the season of the year that we look toward the coming of the Messiah, both 2,000 years ago when Jesus came in the form of a baby. We celebrate that at Christmas, obviously, but also during this time, we look forward to Christ's second coming, and we prepare ourselves for it. This Sunday, my sermon was on the delight of Christmas. Go back and listen to the sermon if you have not heard it. In the sermon, I used Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23 to help us see why Jesus came to earth. Now, I really focused on one single verse in that passage, and I want to read it to you now. It's Matthew 1, verse 21, and it reads, She, regarding Mary, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, the beautiful part of this verse is that it declares the fullness of God's promise being manifest in this child. If you remember all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, we see in chapter 3, verse 15, that God promises to Adam and Eve to defeat the serpent, to defeat sin, to defeat evil. And God would do that through a son from the line of Eve, that the woman shall bear a son and that he will defeat the evil. He will defeat the sins of the people. And we see that here, that Jesus is not just a messianic figure who would come and establish a new version of Israel in an earthly kingdom. That's not what Jesus is. Jesus is so much more than that. He is the promised one, the fulfillment of God's promise all the way at the beginning. And that is to defeat sin and evil, to save his people from their sins. Now, my main thesis of the sermon was that Christmas must be an indictment before It's a delight. I love that idea that it must be an indictment of our own brokenness before we can come to delight in the incarnation and the birth of Jesus. My second point was that sin is bitter. And then the third point is that salvation is sweet. 
Now, this sermon really just touched very lightly on the idea of delighting in God. One of my favorite theologians is a modern theologian. His name is John Piper. Now, John Piper and I have many different differences theologically. He's a Calvinist and I am not. However, I think he is one of the great theological minds of our day, and he's, God has used him to bring many beautiful things to the modern evangelical church. I would argue that John Piper's greatest contribution to theology in his life thus far has been a comment or an addition on the Westminster Catechism, which states that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Now, that's a beautiful statement, and that has been largely the the thought in, in kind of Western theology of that's what that's the end to which God created us, to, to glorify himself through us. But John Piper added a second line to that, and it is a beautiful statement. And he pulls out this idea from Scripture. I don't have the ability in this podcast to go into depth in all of the passages that communicate what John Piper's addition is, but I want to state it for you. So, The Westminster Catechism says this, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And then John Piper added, and God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Now, the word satisfied, I would even maybe put in parentheses around that, uh, a word with parentheses around it saying delight. The God is most glorified in us when we are most delighting or satisfied in him. Now, this is a great contribution to Christian theology because it helps us understand, to a degree, God's aim for our life. We are to glorify him. Yes, that is the reason for why we were created. But that look, that looks like uh, delighting in him to where we are willing to forsake the things of this world, that we have a sober understanding of who God is and who we are, and that we see him as the one who truly satisfies. We see him as the one in whom the fullness of our delight is manifest. I bring this up because I believe it ties into my sermon from Sunday to a degree. We cannot truly delight in Christmas until we understand our sinfulness. That was the main thesis of my sermon. We cannot truly experience the magnificence of the sweetness of salvation that comes through Christ until we understand the bitterness of our sin. As we spend Advent, the Advent season, preparing our hearts for Christmas, 
Let us not neglect the need for sober self-examination so that we grow in awareness of our sin. So often, we neglect this necessary aspect of being a believer and follower of Christ. That we slow our mind down and examine our own heart so that we are aware of our own brokenness and sinfulness. The more we understand our brokenness, the more sweet our salvation and healing in Christ becomes. So I want to encourage you, during this Advent season, regularly take time to think through your day, your week, to think through your actions, to think through your struggles. Think about those things. Grasp the depth to which you are sinful and broken. And as you do, don't wrestle with your sin in a way that leads you to deeper levels of guilt or a condemnation that's not put on you by God. Because of Christ, you receive salvation, forgiveness. So as you grow to understand your brokenness more, it all the more leads you to delight in the sweetness of the forgiveness and grace you receive by faith in Christ. It's those who have been forgiven of much that delight the most in their forgiveness. My friend, you have been forgiven of so much more than you could ever, ever realize. The remedy for an apathetic heart during the Christmas season is to recognize that a Savior has come. And if a Savior has come for you, then that must mean you need saving. This is a sweet and beautiful message to those who have the ears to hear it. Thank you for listening. Later this week, I'll be answering a question one of you wrote into the podcast. Please write in more questions. You can go to our website, fbctc.com and ask your questions there. As always, please review and subscribe to this podcast, which makes the podcast more visible to others. Thank you. God bless. God bless.